Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bills. I'm Justice General Rafford. And of course, as always, I'm with the legend in two games, no Peewee, Coach Mookie Hawkins. Tough loss. Tough loss, Coach. Um, the Bills lose 24-27 to the Kansas City Chiefs in Buffalo. Tyler Bass misses a late game field goal that would have tied the game and really made it. I mean, it was still a minute and 45 seconds left. There would have been a ton of time left for the game, but wasn't meant to be, Coach. What was your thoughts on the game last night? Right, right, 2.0. The Bills played a good game. I mean, even when we had Steve on and we was talking about with these two quarterbacks, you just don't know what you're going to get, right? Um, we saw the quarterbacks perform at a high level, even though, like, they didn't have the gaudy numbers. Like, you know, Josh Allen only had, what, 186 passes, but it didn't look like it was only 186 passing yards, right? Patrick Mahomes barely threw for 200 yards himself. Didn't seem like it, but, you know, defenses really wasn't even a factor out there with those two quarterbacks. Uh, it boiled down to who had the ball last, right? And then the last time these two guys faced, it was a discrepancy on Josh Allen didn't get the opportunity to have the ball last. But guess what? He had the ball last right here, right? He had the ball last, and it just seemed like the last three plays of the game were their worst three plays of the game. And, it, you know, and there you have your result, you know, right there. Why right? Um, I'm quite sure if they had a chance to do it again, they would not put it in the hands of the kicker. Um, from the coach's point as well, and the players. Um, but that's just how it is. It's something that, you know, this Bills team is going to have to deal with for the entire offseason. Yeah, it, it is something they're going to have to deal with for the entire offseason. And it was really tough to see this Bills team that's been kind of holding quarterbacks, good or bad, to minimal yards. And Patrick Mahomes didn't necessarily, like you said, have the gaudy numbers, but he was extremely efficient, as was Josh. Um and, you know, they, they were able to make some plays for their teams. Um, <laughs> and it, it just it, it felt like <clears throat> it felt like how it feels with the Bills every year around this time. Right. Mm. They just they get tight, you know, around the end. Right. Um, in the game where both teams were scoring back and forth nonstop and like every possession meant everything. Uh, you, you got a, a huge drop from, from, um, two, two, two pretty bad drops from, uh, Sherfield, a, a, a really bad drop from Diggs. It was like in his hands. Um, you know, you, you got the, the uh, Josh missing, uh, missing Shakir in the back of the end zone there on a final possession, uh, two minutes left in the game and you're, around that 30, 40 yard line. And I personally was of the mindset of continue running the ball. Like, why not take more time off the clock, gain some yardage. You know what I mean? Even if you got to run it with Josh, like run the ball though. Don't, don't start throwing now. Like what is, what, what benefit does that do you make Kansas city use their timeouts? If they want to have an opportunity to score, 
right? Now they got to go do it with no timeouts or, you know, three timeouts and minimal time on the clock, if any, you know, uh, but it, it was all for not because they threw three incomplete passes and then missed the field goal. <laughs> God. Uh, so, you know, for those of us that are, you know, 30 and younger that didn't get to experience wide, right. Tyler Beth left us a nice little trauma gift, you know, <laughs> so that we could share along in the trauma with, with the rest of those mafia. So I, man, Josh, Josh played so well, man. He really did. Uh, and, and everybody was, I mean, everybody offensively was playing well for like the first three and a half quarters. And then that, that last half a quarter is just I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, but you know, they, they were all over digs. Uh, I, I can see why, you know, Diggs wasn't really able to to be in the game plan very much. If if this is what, you know, teams are showing you, you know, when when you look four teams way, then I mean, he was he was forcing the ball to Diggs yesterday uh, almost unnecessarily, uh, you know, because you got 86 over there who, who was more than capable of making a play. Uh, Khalil Shakir has made multiple plays this season down the stretch. Uh Dawson Knox even has shown himself to be reliable since his first two years where he was a drop machine, right? He's shown that he can be more reliable with the catches. He doesn't really have a drop problem anymore. Um, James Cook dropped a touchdown pass as well. It was just like. Yeah, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you say you say everything you just said. At the end of the day, the Bills still had the ball in their hands and they still controlled the outcome. They controlled the outcome. Everybody want to come with the shoulda, coulda, woulda. When they boiled down to the last two minutes of the game, the bottom fell out. Yeah. The bottom fell the out. Ball. The, the inexperience, the inexperience from everybody there showed. The inexperience on. But they're not inexperienced. That's the issue. The they, inexperience. They here. The, the inex, the, no, not everybody hasn't been there. Joe Everybody Brady, of Joe note Brady, has been there. Joe Brady has not been there, bro. Joe Brady has won a national Joe Brady championship. Has not been there. Joe Brady has not this been there. The when, it, when it boils down to calling plays in those situations, like you said, they got tight, right? Yeah, that was okay. that's, no, but so even because even in the first Kansas City game, the same thing happened. You had the ball with with less than two minutes left. And then that's they started the throwing the ball instead of just continue to run. You, what, you okay, so, what, so what was the Bills trying to do? Were they trying to win the game or they were trying to kick the field goal? Because it seems kind of confusing the last two minutes on what they were trying to do. It, it To me, it seemed like Joe Brady said, Josh Allen, go win the game. When that is not the answer right there. Right. Okay, so that right, because that's the inexperience of your But they did the, the same thing against KC the first time. You should learn, have learned your lesson. The exact same thing you can't see the first time. You're not you're not gonna learn your lesson in those situations because you have to learn how to coach your players up in those situations. Again, the inexperience of your play caller is just gonna say, Yeah, Josh, go ahead and win me the game. That's saying play hero ball. So at the end of the day, instead of coaching him up, saying, say, okay, look, here are your options. If you have enough time, Shakur would be middle, he'll be wide open down the middle of the field. But if we just taking what they're giving us, Diggs is going to be wide open underneath. So, Josh, you had those options. You didn't make the right decision right there. You chuck it down to Diggs because obviously you got pressure. You didn't step up in the pocket to buy yourself time to throw it to Shakir accurately and properly. 
So you should have threw the ball to Diggs and let Diggs run for the rest. Even if he doesn't get uh, a first down, he may get five. So worst case scenario, instead of third and nine, it's third and three, third and four. The clock continues to run, and you still have an RPO option to either run a pass and, worst case, the ball is already on the left hash. So when you kick the ball, the ball will be on the left hash instead of the right hash, which it was. And he had a problem pushing the ball right in every kick he made yesterday. And the coaches didn't recognize that to the point where to properly place the ball. So, again, that's bad time, man. That's black clock management. That's, that's just bad play calling, bad decisions, poor execution, bargain. 100%. I, the last time they played KC in the playoffs, Josh scored a touchdown with uh, almost the same amount of time left on the clock. It was about one, it was about a buck 40 on the clock. Gabe Davis in the back of the end zone, almost on the same play in the same spot, almost. Um, and and it, okay, boom, minute 40, Chiefs go down and score. Right there, that should have been a lesson for McDermott or whoever is a decision maker on this football team. That should have been a lesson. All right, cool. Let's not give the other team that much time to score. So if there's a minute 40 left, why are you even throwing to the end zone? Like you should be looking short because that is the more that that is the the more beneficial. Pre-snap should have told you. Pre-snap should have told you where the ball. The game been. plan should have told you to go pre-snap. short. Pre-snap. It's a minute 40 left. Like take time off the clock. You don't gotta go for the end zone. Pre-snap should have told you where to go with the ball on that second and nine. Pre-snap should have told you. They had everybody back. They only sent four. They had seven back. So it calls for you to dump it down underneath. And, again, that's my issue. You know, when teams go back and and play cover two shell, the Bills really never had an answer for that. And to me, to me, it's quite simple. I'm a football coach. You can say what you all want to say, but when teams play you like how teams been playing the Buffalo Bills all season long, you are supposed to do design quarterback draws, design running back draws, or running back screens out of the backfield. Forget that five wide and throwing him a, a, a bubble screen or stand up out there. Let him act like he's going to chip and pass protection, open up, turn around, catch the ball with the lineman in front of him. They don't know how to execute that. And playing on this level is baffling. Your quarterback is, 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 is fairly accurate when he's on the run. You don't have no design rollouts for your quarterback. No play action. They were sold on a run. It was nine in the box in the fourth quarter, and they still handing the ball off to James Cook acting like he's going to get any yardage right there. You're supposed to simply, you know, nothing set up. The Bills never really set up any other plays that they had success on. And that's, you know, to me, you know, all that stuff coming back to haunt you when you're predictable, which they were in that second half. They was very predictable right there. So, um, kind of make you wonder, you know, um, you know, when teams get booked on Brady, you know, will he be able to adjust um, to, to give him a, 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 a complete year? Yeah, we can have a true evaluation, but still with some flaws down the stretch on how the game actually turned out from, you know, a play calling standpoint, a decision making standpoint and clock management standpoint. First time we played Kansas City, there was roughly five minutes left on the clock when the Bulls got the ball back. And they go down the field. It's a tie game. And they they drive the ball down the field. They take all the time off the clock. 
until it's like two minutes left. And then he started throwing the ball. And you're like, why are you throwing the ball? Kick the field goal, go up by three. Thank goodness our defense got to stop. We win the game. Same exact thing happened here. You did the right thing. There's seven minutes left on the clock. Let's not give 15 the ball back. Driving down the field, take all the time off the clock. Two-minute warning hit, boom, let's start passing. I'm like, I don't understand it. I don't know why they keep doing it. And then <clears throat> you don't even have the, you know, the, the safety net of the field goal actually being made because Tyler Bass missed it. It's just like it's 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 like I don't even want to call it karma. It, it's just like your history repeating itself. Like these are the lessons, like guys, we've been through this story. You know, Sean McDermott always has these, you know, time at timeout mismanagements, blah, 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 blah. This year, I don't think he was, well, no, he was bad at it in the beginning of the year. But down the stretch and in the playoffs, I don't think he really had any of those gaffes. But the fake punt was bad. Um, That was really the only thing I was mad at. He got bailed out. He got bailed out on that he one. Did. He did. flexed a little bit in that pressure. Jordan button. Poyer. Jordan Poyer for sure bailed him out with the He got fumble. bailed out because if that if they score right there, that's really a bar game, but then everybody be calling for McDermott's head, and rightfully so. Um, yeah, I didn't know what that was about right there. Um, so but, what they said was the, the Chiefs only had 10 people on the field. Theoretically, you have like eight people blocking for you, and yet the Chiefs just so that's the, that's 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 even more worse when they only had ten, and you don't and you, you exactly you don't the get lack of execution. Yeah, right. right. Why is we calling that right there? So again, the horrible special teams day. You can't. <laughs> the only person now I say that's going to get fired will be the special teams. Coordinator. Yeah, you can't fire the defensive coordinator because he's the head coach. You just fired your offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? So. There's no more people to be fired other than the special teams coach. And, you know, we, Tyler Bass did regress. Uh, he did. Uh, he, he, I mean, he was one for three last week. Yeah, he so, regressed kind of badly, actually. He, he hasn't been good this three. season. He was one for three last week. So, again, I, I'm confused on what was the game plan in the last two minutes because you're telling me that we're going to kick for the field goal and give Mahomes time to go down there and, and – and 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 kick another field goal, or do we try to score a touchdown, make it a four point game, and force them to score seven with well, whatever time is left on the clock, you know, for them to go ahead and do that. That's why I say the, the mismanagement of the clock and the play calling goes hand to hand. Because I mean, why are we taking that shot on second and nine? We're throwing a twenty five yard pass in the middle of the end zone, and nobody's there. Yeah, it looks good. He looked like he's wide open. But the ball falls short. If you want to say that he was pressured, okay, well then just because you pressured doesn't mean that that was the right. I mean, you should have went somewhere else with the football. You know, you should just sort of went somewhere. You're getting paid $43 million to make plays. Peyton Manning is stepping up in the pocket. Tom Brady is stepping up in the pocket. If he's going to make that throw, you have to step up in the pocket to make that throw. I don't care who you are. And obviously, Josh Allen, with the strongest arm in the league, couldn't make that throw, you know, with, you know, with having bad mechanics. So step up in the pocket if you're trying to make that throw. And, you know, the easiest thing to do is just check it down to Diggs, let Diggs run for whatever. Now you just get the offense, you know, a, a better chance and a high percentage third down if Diggs don't get the first down for you there. Could have easily ran for it because it's a one-on-one situation. It's a shake drill at one point. 
So I believe that Diggs will at least got you very, very close uh, to a first down. Third and short situation, you do an RPO, you let Josh keep it. Uh, worst case, you get one yard, you already know what they're going to do there. They're going to push him forward for the other yard. And then that's when you really can take some end zone shots and close the ball game out. But didn't happen that way. Uh, you know, some things to learn from it. Uh, hopefully this team will get healthy, but it's definitely going to be some um, some some shuffling of the deck, as we can, you know, we can say that. It's definitely going to be the shuffling of the deck because uh, it is the offseason. So what's the outlook for this team to come? What What is it going to look like? Yeah, I mean, that's the question you have to ask yourself, right? You now go into Josh Allen's first year of really making an exorbitant amount of money. So things are going to get a lot harder in terms of salary cap and, you know, team building or not team building, but like, you know, putting a team around them. Um, you got Von Miller's contract. <laughs> of that. Right, yeah. well, you know, what are you going to do there? There's a lot of things here that they kind of have to be sorted out. But to be fair, one of, if not the best general manager in the league happens to be in Buffalo. And last year we thought there's no way he can fix this. This is, you know, the, people thought the, the window was closed because all the contracts and all the money that was owed and, the, you know, the dead cap and negative, you know, money to work with, blah, 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 blah. And he put another championship contender on the field again. And unfortunately, again, the, the coaching staff uh, let him down. Um, and all season, they really did. <laughs> they got it together at the end. But this season, overall, honestly, it's, this game kind of, you know what I mean? Just like you shoot yourself in the foot. I always say it, the only team that can beat the Buffalo Bills is Buffalo Bills. And they, they beat themselves yesterday. Or was it yeah, yesterday? They beat themselves yesterday. Um. You know, just making stupid decisions at the worst possible time and um, just not executing, man. And all year they didn't execute. You know, uh, they found themselves just being sloppy all year and it, it, it reared his ugly head at the worst possible moment. Well, they was playing catch up all year, you know, especially you come right out hot. First five games of the season, then bang, you get hit with the injury bug. Then your offense just stars out. Then it's a it's a coaching change. Then there's more injuries. You know, then you know, article come out. So again, a different type of adversity than year than, than the last season, but um still adversity, you know, at best, you know, for this team to go through. And, you know, man, for those guys to do what they did. With their back up against the wall, you know, going through so much this year, um, winning seven straight says a lot for this team. You know, I mean, that makes you so optimistic on, you know, what lies ahead for next year, uh, even though it's going to be some different guys in the locker room. But, you know, it kind of leaves you optimistic for, you know, what this team is really going to look like if they are able to put all the pieces together and and, and get things going. So, um it's going to be hard to reconstruct on that defensive side. Um, I'm quite sure um, they're going to probably reconstruct Josh's uh, contract, Ron Miller's contract, Deion Dawkins' contract, and even um, Stephon Diggs' contract to free up some cash. Uh, you could throw Tredavious White in there as well. Uh, he's owed $13 million or something like that. So you can push that money up front and, you know, 
free up some cash and extend a few guys or free up some cash. Uh, you got Rasul Douglas, a uh, contract that's um, extendable, obviously, uh, to, to do some things contractual-wise with that. Uh, but the Bills are definitely going to need help on uh, the defensive side. But they need to go get a wide receiver. Yeah. Diggs needs some help. Okay, the yeah. same way where you the same way you looked at how Josh needs uh, some help. Diggs needs some help. You know, and it's not a knock on any other guys that was out here with him. But for Kansas City to say, all right, we're gonna double and bracket over here. We're gonna leave our guy one on one with Sherfield take your chances over here to me that's kind of like disrespectful and you know basically saying we know what y'all doing we just gonna play one-on-one with Sherfield over here beat us with Sherfield and you couldn't deliver right so if we had a DeAndre Hopkins over there in that situation you think they're gonna play one-on-one like that that's all I'm saying if you go ahead and pull the trigger on a guy like that that takes the pressure off Diggs. so you can't double dig the whole game because this guy over here is going to kill you and you know he's going to kill you. So that's that's the miss. That's the only miss I say that the Bills missed on last year. Not pulling the trigger on getting getting Josh another bona fide weapon in the passing game. Somebody that you know that's proven and a threat. And, you know, that's something that the Bills are going to have to go get this offseason, whether it's Keon Coleman or, or the other wide receiver from um, – from LSU, uh, was that uh, not neighbors, but Thomas? I like the Thomas guy. Uh, he can run. He can run all the routes, and he's highly productive. So those will be my two guys, possibly in the first round there. But other than that, Bills definitely definitely going to have to replace a lot up front on that defensive side, at defensive tackle. You only got Ed Oliver really coming back off a of contract, uh, and then your edge rushers. You only got Greg Rousseau and Von Miller. Everybody else is gone as well. And then we already know how the linebacker situation ended up. We're basically having A.J. Klein as your starter, you know, to get you to an AFC championship game. So, you know, they're definitely going to have to address those three position groups. The back end is solid. Uh, Benford comes back. White comes back. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Dane Jackson. Um, you know, title Rap, his contract is up. He may run it back. But what about Razul Douglas? Russell is under contract for another year. I think the Bills are going to extend him to free up some cash, rightfully so, because if he can put together a complete season the way he put together a half a season, uh, they're, they're going to definitely need that. And that's going to be the big question mark is what they do with Trey White, that Benford and Russell Douglas is back now. Or do you put Trey White at corner and move Benford to safety in the event that, you know, Micah and, and Jordan say, you know what, we're just going to just – Relax and chill this time out. I don't know. Maybe those two guys are running back at a lesser role. You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that way. Maybe they just come back at a lesser role. Who knows, you know, what, 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 what can happen with those two safeties. But, yeah, the defense is definitely going to take the biggest blow. Uh, the offensive line is, 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 is nice. I like where the offensive line is at. Uh, they don't need to really address anything on our offensive line right now. Uh, so they need to just go ahead and get some more weapons for Josh, get another running back, get another wide receiver, and then you can go heavy in the draft on the defensive side instead of spending your free agency dollars on guys on the defensive side that really hasn't panned out, you know, just yet. Other than Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd was worth the bread, but just about everybody else that the Bills have spent money on up front defensively has not panned out. So your best bet is to – you know, um, get cheap labor out of guys in the draft that's going to be able to produce in a four- to five-year period for you. So, you know, that 
is what the shape of the Bills is going to be looking like. Um, so we're definitely going to be having that great off-season off coverage because this is my favorite time of the year to draft. So I like to break down some of the pieces and, you know, get some good insight from the Bills scouting department on what direction this Bills team is going to head into uh, coming into the 2024 season. Yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you stay tuned in to Believe in Bills because it's going to be a long offseason. And ours started yesterday. So get ready for the draft. Get ready for free agency. Get ready to talk about what pieces this team needs, you know, next year, whether it be coaches, whether it be players or whatever the case. But season is over. That's it, folks. <laughs> All right, Coach, you want to go ahead and send us out? Hey, we didn't go out how we wanted, but 2024 could definitely be the Bills' year. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.